Hello, hello, hello. Hi. You have to say two more highs. This is not consistent. Hello, hi, 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 hi. No, hi, no. Hi. Nope, unacceptable. <laughs> Sorry. I only accept one or three. Oh, mathematician. Anyway, hello. We are back. Hi, Polomi. Hi, Ashwini. Is it the hmm podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. Let me check. Mm-hmm, it is. <laughs> um, and today is a special day. Why is it a special day, Polomi? Hmm, let me think. Did we cross a milestone? Yeah, it's pretty surprising, but we crossed 500 plays in total. So, Woo-hoo! good job, female. We I actually miss Sanji. I wish she was on the call with us. We could celebrate it together. But guys, she's coming back soon. Very, very soon. For all of you who have missed her and who are tired of listening to me speak, I understand and sympathize. <laughs> We miss her. She'll be here soon. Anyways, yeah. today, today I'm going to. I mean, I think we have never done this before. Like, because three of us are in separate fields. I think this is the first time we're talking about our own field of study. No, uh, right? I think Sanji and I did it, but I didn't do it with you. Yeah, I think it was in, uh, I think it was homies jobs and fatal attractions. Yeah, but I don't think we discussed mathematics and engineering in detail, right? Because this episode is going to be about me talking about architecture with Ashwini. Yeah, I don't think you want to hear about mathematics in detail. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I had I had enough of that in our training days. <laughs> And also um I I mean I'm not doing pure math any No, I'm not going to say that. It breaks my heart to say it. But I am kind of somewhere in between math and computer science right now. So it's actually interesting. Well, basically i'm using a computer to prove theorems which is um which you might cheating. think sorry <laughs> is that cheating <laughs> uh you might think it's uh it's very simple but actually the computer does not work like human beings it does not understand what you mean by equal to or unless you specifically define these things you know so it's like speaking to a 5 year old kid do this way add the equal to then go for the next point so you're you're managing the the bridge between the computer science and math right yeah i'm yes the attempt is to whatever i have learned in pure math the attempt is to uh, make a computer understand it super yeah that's my work and it's something which is growing if you read this magazine called quanta magazine it has been carrying a lot of articles about the program i'm working on which is called lean Yeah, it's nice. But I will definitely check that out. Even though I might go over my head, I will check that out. Thank you. Friendship goals, bro. <laughs> Always, I bro. I said that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But today, let's talk about your work. Oh, architecture. Okay. I mean it's definitely interesting for me because it bridges the gap between creativity and building something. It's like you know when you were kids and there were these manuals for Lego blocks and you're just like 
then I build my own building, but with the blocks, because I'm creative. <laughs> Ooh. Yep. Sounds like you. Yeah, for sure. Because there's always this notion that your know, technical work for me is very hard work, unless you have the creativeness into it. Any human being can do it. Creativity is something that's always unique. Mm-hmm. You can always have your own twist to it. It's not like finance people where you have the same software and you have to do the same audits for the next ten years or thirty decades. Three, sorry, do it. <laughs> three, four decades of your life. That is first of all insane. That is so boring for me. It's so boring because for me, I need to be challenged creatively. You'll always see me doodling something. You'll always see me sketching or thinking about. Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. You know how he made something out of chocolate, but architecturally, <laughs> stuff like that is super. Sure, but pointing out again regarding finance people doing that stuff. A, the world runs on it. B, it is not actually boring. I mean. um the same technology does not run for 30 to 40 years it might run for maybe a year or two and then you need to update your systems and change everything so agreed i just said it's boring for me or for them <laughs> sure okay so for me technical work like that like even when you think about it it's i mean i would actually i actually consider changing my field to ca for a good year oh I did because my dad is a CA. It's a CA as a chartered accountant, so I actually thought about changing it. And he, because I love math too, because you know the main reason the three of us met was because we enjoyed science and math. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you want to say that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I actually did. But then when you go for this, we three met because we were in the same. Same training center for Pinchy, which is an entrance exam for IIT, and I absolutely hated it. My whole love for learning, my whole love for math. I still teach math to tuition. I take tuitions for kids for math. I still enjoy teaching them, but that those two years made me realize that maybe that field wasn't for me. Yeah, understandable. So let's start. Let's start from the basics, because I know nothing about your field. Um, what is architecture? Architecture is the field where we join between creativity and construction. So an architect is someone who makes the drawings and talks to the clients and brings the clients' ideas to life. and we don't just do creative base we do construction drawings too so okay let's think of it in a smaller scale ashwini wants to build a house and she has a land so she contracts an architect and the architect also works together with the construction company so i will first start designing your house and i'll come to you in a monthly basis that this is your idea you want a patio you want a big garden you want a deck you want a big master bedroom it's a single person house how many people are living there like those details are sorted between the architect and the client you talk to me about your needs i make the drawings we have meetings we figure out the mode the color of the interiors so you can split architecture into a lot of different sub parts all right but people who do small scale buildings like or in mumbai or the apartment buildings me being an architect having my own firm you can take me to construct your building so i will do all the drawings i will figure out with the construction company all the materials so civil engineers come there civil engineers help me with the construction and the biggest problem is civil engineers and architects are always fighting <laughs> architects have these grand ideas and construction people are just like come down to the earth we can't do this because structures won't work hmm And I'll repeat this point later. Remind me, okay? 
Now that's why you see me and Sanji always fighting because she studied uh, she studied civil engineering in university, right? Yeah. And we would always talk about how we both are enemies that need to work together no matter what. Yeah. 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 So architect cannot always so architect can also be split into just doing buildings exteriors of the buildings and interiors and then there are interior designers separately who only and only focus on decorating your house or decorating your space to be very very wide and since there's so much work that goes into it some architects prefer not to do interior designing because once you go into one field it's hard to get out of it in this industry Mm-hmm. and then there are landscape designers if your house is like a big huge mansion we'll have to get landscape designers on the board and the design team too and okay how's that so far is it understandable so, the way i see it it is like um having a fashion designer and a tailor so you are the fashion designer and civil engineers are the tailors like you tell them what sort of design you want on the clothes and then they have to actually make that design no no i make all the drawings so architects they do all the construction and working drawings too we give them the plans to do it all they have to do is yeah yeah exactly. on the site and make it all that what the plans are done and the materials are done properly So I will give you another example of how this works. So my first year of university we start with something very 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 creative. Our first year project is build a fairy tale house. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Only thing that they tell you is make sure the columns are done properly for construction. You can let your imagination run completely wild. And then when the jury day comes and someone from ex- the exterior jeweler that we see from when someone from the industry comes they will crash your design they will be like amazing creativity this won't work this won't work this won't work these curve glasses not at 90 this won't work these construction columns are too far apart it won't work the jurors come in just to smash your papers or some some architects just fools students even say that jury stress them out so much because they are professors and jurors will tear the sheets apart wow it's a very it's a very very tough thing yeah we've seen friends even cry because they couldn't finish a detail because everything in the first year is manual all the drawings are manual your painting your renders renders are basically photos of buildings that you see in the end but this is in the first year right so we'd be painting our models we'd be painting our images of what the painting the building will look like 3d drawing is very important to us to understand how things look that's why you'll always see us with sketchbooks everywhere because we need to understand how things look in the 2d world while we're looking at 3d mhm creativity is really really important but You know what the joke is in the architecture industries. The reason why architects always wear black. Okay, I did not know of any such thing. Architects are always known to wear black because according to my professor they never have have enough time to go shopping. Come on. Uh, But the main reason we wear black is because so you know we don't clash against the design work that you're showing. Very mm-hmm. block colors help you stay away from the project, and you let the design speak for itself. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it is. But at the end of this five-year thing, I was just like, it was so pretty stressful. We never, ever, ever have proper deadlines ever. even if it's university or work we overwork ourselves like crazy okay getting back to the topic so that's how we start now the second year of our architecture comes where we start learning construction details things like how a roof is made things like how the floor tiles meet the wall tiles or the ceiling tiles or the ceiling roof meet with the wall ceilings you know details in the we say there's a quote god is in the details 
this is the stage where they start putting the perfectionist or ocd level of detailing into our head if we see something a rug that's not straight we will try to move it because our ocd makes us itch so badly when it comes to designing and construction Mm-hmm. This is where they incorporate it in us. It's very good that we are learning everything from the start. So when you throw an architect on site, the civil engineer can't fool the architect and say that this can't be done. I can say that I've learned it. I know the method to do it, and I know you can do it. So even though it's five hours of more work, just do it. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. That's why we always fight. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. but then it's also like um if you ask for extra work then the employer also has to be willing to pay for that much extra work right yes of course because this always goes back between in construction it always comes back between how much the client can spend how much is there on the site and how much construction manager has to put extra in terms of labor also how much they fucked up that means we need to have someone on site all the time taking care of the details and making sure that whatever's on the plan is how it's happening there otherwise your work goes back by a day or two which costs the client more and the client will screw you and not pay you instead oh so are you in charge of getting the thing done yeah 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 just yes of course just because we give the drawings for construction does not mean our job stops there because the thing is when when a building falls there are two people who go in, in jail straight away the architect who signed on the construction drawings and the construction manager and the mm-hmm. client actually the client obviously goes but these three go in jail straight away together no matter what then they will you know start investigating that who is to blame that's why we always 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 have an architect on site whenever construction has started mhm and if the something is done in construction which is right and the drawing needs to be changed we keep coming back to the drawings and changing it too okay i mean it sounds it sounds really complicated first of all you need to have the idea in your head and then you yeah. need to be able to like carry out that idea exactly Damn. so i'll tell you about one project i did last year at my township i was there from the the competition stage to the working drawing stage mm-hmm. and the construction part still hasn't started yet because covid mm-hmm. so this was a competition that was to started 2 years ago and we won the competition even after we won the competition we had to so we had to send another proposals the proposals can vary up to 6 months or a year even though you win the competition they will be like we want this this was about a multi disciplinary design so we had a mall we had a retail center we had it was a master plan as a whole the master plans were split into living luxury uh and so this part i'll explain that the mall was already existing it was already a part of the and a master plan is more like a long term planning you know so no i get it it's essentially like a planning an entire complex instead of just a single building or maybe say yeah. a whole building Yeah, it's more like planning multitude of buildings in an area. Think of it as from my house in Kandivali to your house in Joho. I need to re-establish or regenerate the whole street leading up to the whole Western Express Highway. That would be a master plan. 
yeah it, it i mean more like okay the way i see it it's buildings which um, have different functions like absolutely for example you said a hotel or say a residential complex that would have buildings but all the buildings would have the same function or a similar function yes but if you are designing yes. a mall and uh, associated places with the mall then it would need like each building would have a different functionality yes yeah okay absolutely and thing is in this case right whenever we do a change we have meeting with the clients and if the clients don't want to pay they can keep extending and giving out more changes saying that at the end of it we will pay you mm. so this went on for a year and a half then we had about 6 months of just making it into flow plans where we start adding the walls instead of just looking at volumes Mhm. Initially whenever we saw designs it's down to just facade and seeing how the building looks because everyone only looks at how it will it look in the end and will it sell. Will people actually come to the space and enjoy the space or will they just go around because of that enough things to do there. Mhm. Like we will keep going back to Chandni Chowk in Delhi because there is so much things to do there. There's so much food to eat that's famous. There's there's a you know respect of that to that place at this place no one no one will go back hungry there's enough things to shop there we will end up buying something or the other and at the end of it is lal kila architecture too you can always go there and enjoy on a holiday okay so so that line can be a high end retail also so if somebody says that i want to reconstruct that whole place they will not lose any money because that place is already anyways famous but to make an already low rent space into something very amazing you need to get architects and urban planners into it mhm it's just super interesting for me that's why i keep going back to master planning and urban planning when i think about architecture for my masters Yeah. I mean it's something very useful and uh, um there's only more work coming in that direction I presume. Yeah. And you know architects don't just focus on the small stuff or the big stuff. They a lot of famous ones have done everything from master plans, buildings and even furniture. all of them have designed their own furniture they've all designed their own fashion heels fashion designs like clothing as well as heels some of them have even done cities i wanted to talk to you about zaha hadid because i think that would be some someone you'd be really interested in specifically you ooh specifically me hmm. okay one one because we are all suckers for we're all feminists here three of us and she is the main face of women in architecture mhm one two she is a middle east middle eastern woman she's an iraqi and she had a citizenship dual citizenship of uk Mm-hmm. And three, because this is the first, last one. She studied mathematics in American University of Beirut mm-hmm. before coming to London to study architecture. Yep, you have my interest. And a lot of architects don't just come from the field of architecture; they come from other fields. So I was talking to a friend who's doing masters right now in Oxford, and she said that in her cohort. of around 20 people there are people from all different types of field and i've seen that a lot in harvard also on their instagram pages and their school you realize that a lot of people like coming from economics to design or dentistry to design i mean 
it's such an interesting feel i understand why people want to come to it cuz you're making things and making things gives some kind of satisfaction you know especially yeah. in these times yeah definitely i mean sure no <laughs> i completely agree with you i mean in math one thing that i enjoy is my creative freedom although you might disagree with me but it is a different sort of creativity that is needed you know to be able to make take something abstract and to be able to work with it and mold it into a beautiful structure or a beautiful form and to actually um make something meaningful out of it it's just that uh, since the language is a little foreign or it takes a bit of work to understand the language people think it's scary and you know not so approachable um but at the end of the day it is also creativity hmm i agree another thing i wanted to mention about zaha hadid was okay so architecture when you see olden architecture like say roman architecture you know things we mm-hmm. see in movies that italy is so pretty the sculptures the straight lines the pillars a lot of modern architecture as well as the traditional one had straight lines Zahadid, when she graduated itself, was called her the invented inventor of 89 degrees. Nothing was ever at 90 degrees for her. She mm. had such beautiful curves in her design that she always, always, always fought with the civil engineers to make that curve. So, if you've ever seen her works, like for example, guys, always go ahead and check out Heather Ali in. Azerbaijan in Baku. God, the curves are beautiful. I just wish I had a skateboard so I could actually skate down that structure. It's mm-hmm. mind blowing. And and she was always said she was always noted that she she never focused on the details, which is completely different than what we were always taught to do. and the way she drew a staircase you would smash your head against the ceiling because when we visited the Hyderabad Alexander in Baku we saw that the staircases were going inside a nook and cranny where a child could crawl in and stay for days you know like this is not well planned but she hated the details she focused only on the big picture and that's how she became so famous because she never said that i will compromise because you want to fit another staircase or an exit over here she she always knew that you could fix those details her mind was on the broader picture when it came to seeing the building as a whole as a inspiration i like that yeah i'm looking to take a picture of haider ali and uh, yeah it's quite uh, it reminds me of um, you know that what is it called in sydney there is this structure lotus temple yeah yeah it looks like a lotus for sure <laughs> yeah yeah the lotus temple yeah yeah, yeah it i mean dubai has a lot of good architecture too it's just that here it's glass structures and it's beautiful for sure but there's no base of traditional architecture here like india has the temples of india are beautiful whenever we studied history my mind was blown by the amount of architecture skills that our our ancestors has i mean you've been to the south right and the north i mean both have beautiful temple architecture Yeah, definitely. They're not only beautiful; they're also uh, mathematical. Yes, that's why maths is a main, huge part of our design. Maybe. As is, uh, what is it called? There is this place in Greece, I think, um, and it has the golden ratio incorporated into it. 
and apparently there was a Donald Duck episode on this. Is it that <laughs> funny? Yeah. I mean, we do a lot about uh, these ratios and how to make sure our drawings are accurate. I mean, the more geometrical it is, the more pleasing it is to the eyes. And as as designers, we focus more on those details and kind of get lost in them. Which is why you'll always see that whenever we enter a house, we'll point out where the the tiles are not cut properly, or the kitchen door opens straight, and the straight on opposite is the washroom door, which is not pleasing to the eyes. And if the doors are not aligned properly, you know those kind of details really, really it gets you a little bit of an OCD at the end of the day. Which is good at times to notice when you're constructing, but at sometimes it's just like, why do I have to stop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want my head to stop. I wouldn't be what I am without my head. Yeah. I mean, once we were doing this study on facades and lighting, and we just stopped. Though at the end of the, we were just walking out and. We looked at each other, my friend and I, and we said, "I can't stop looking at the lightings. <laughs> Should we incorporate that today in the next option?" So it's not only the uh, civil part; it's also like lighting and decoration. Yeah. Of course, yeah. It's it's the smallest details are discussed and. There are not just one discussions on these things; they just keep going on and on. I remember once my seniors had given facade options for a building, about sixty of them. Okay. Six zero, six zero, and out of that, two were selected. Wow. And on that again, they did another study of another sixty. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Right now, one of my friend is working at a interior design firm, and her senior just takes Pinterest image and puts it. And she's like, "This is so boring. Why do people do that?" We're like, "Okay, we even we start with Pinterest images, but then we incorporate and mix it into hundred different options. Ideas don't just pop out of our heads that we have no reference to things, you know." Hmm. So, how long does it take to complete a project? Like, for example, say one residential building. That's you can never say. Okay, think of it in this way. Depends on the deadlines, the amount of money. The bigger the team, the better the work. How much do you want to design? Are we the only consultants, or are we the main consultants? Because for our project, we were the sub-consultants, and there was we were the sub-consultant architects, and they were the main architects in Spain. So there are a lot of different variables when it comes to saying that when will the project get over? Mm-hmm. And give a specific deadline. No? And if you ask for a specific deadline, for sure. Will be affected by the government permissions, construction permissions, inspections. Even if it goes to the construction stage, and then it will depend on the architects itself. Yeah, what were you saying? No, I'm just trying to understand. And do you do like one project at once or several projects at once? We have different teams in the office, so depending on how many projects we have at hand, we split into that many teams. So, if we have a separate ID interior design division, then they only take care of the interior designing projects. If we have only architecture projects, then even the interior designers will join us. Okay, but can you take up multiple projects at once? We have done two projects at once quite often, mm-hmm. but it it's really time-consuming and just pushes each project to have slower deadlines. 
so it really depends but yeah putting two projects because anyways when it comes to architecture we always always work overtime and you knew about this that when i was working on a project recently last year i think i felt sick really badly because we were working 100 100 hours a week yeah i remember and we did 100 hours a week for 3 months it's crazy 100 hours a week by 7 is what one four almost 15 somewhere between 14 and 15 hours a day that yeah. is crazy and there's no reimbursement in terms of holidays either at the end of the work working of 3 months i had 33 days of paid leave and i was given 5 days yeah but i mean those 5 days are not going to get your stress and anxiety and all of that no. it literally gave me ptsd <laughs> in the form of working in a company and it really scares me to even go back because once you're in the work you don't want to leave it halfway ever you want to do a good job so you'll always be like yes i will give it yes i will stay for the deadline yes i will give my lunch dinner and sleep away for this project but at what cost you know there was no loyalty from the company either so and is this a a general feature of all companies or was it specific to your company from what i've heard 90% of the time all companies damn that sucks yeah either your pay is really bad and the company is really good or your company is really bad and the pay is really good or as a company as in i mean timings kind of work you do things you learn mentors etc in this company i had really good mentors but the company itself was a very loose company as in they'll hire and fire as they please you know mhm yeah that's quite scary yeah i mean that that's why i mean this field is really hard to work with because unless you love your work you will never be able to stay yeah you know this is i mean the more people i speak to the more i realize it is true for any field for example a few days ago i was speaking to a doctor friend of mine and i'm always in awe of doctors especially given the virus situation and all how they risk their lives to do what they do and she she told me that i mean there are times when i really don't like my job i mean it's great to say that oh you're serving humanity blah 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 but i really really need to remember why i'm doing this so yeah it's uh, i think this is true for each and every thing and come on i'm a phd student <laughs> stress so, is my middle name yeah uh yeah i question or maybe at least once a week i question how i feel about my work why i'm doing this and why have i not opened a food truck so I mean, that difficult right <laughs> yeah exactly that's what that's what you know we don't realize it but everything is difficult and sticking to one thing is very difficult for human beings that's just how we are i mean that's why i think that because as architects we're quite fluent in a lot of different types of work project managing graphic designing we can shift ourselves into a lot of creative fields if we want to because we have the base of design so design can be applicable to a lot of different things even marketing really good at because we have to keep selling ourselves and our designs so we're so used to it you know mm-hmm. which is why i feel like if i ever have to shift to another field it won't be difficult but coming back to it definitely will be mhm and um, what do you think about 3d printing do you think it will be a 
good step in the direction i mean that's oh, for the, sure yeah we have a 3d printed office over here in dubai it's right next to emirates towers and it's so cute it's just a ground floor just one floor built up but it's it's a very sustainable option at the same time it's really expensive too because if you see long term i would say it works really well there are a lot of construction techniques coming up which is why i think right now going to the sustainable field of architecture sustainable urban designing as well as sustainable architecture is very very important especially since we the topic of climate change is on the upfront so you're you saying think? that architecture is not sustainable i mean the current of course practices not. of course not can you give me an example Come on, we are living in a concrete jungle. Which part of it? Okay, you're living in London right now, right? Yes. So, tell me, which is the closest park to you, and how far is it? Well, that's a pretty bad question because I live 15 minutes away from a really big park. <laughs> no, but still, that's good. I'm telling you, it's really good because you have a park near you. 15 minutes by walk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky that way. No, but how is it how is it not uh, uh sustainable in the sense are you saying concrete is not a good thing to use? Concrete roads stop the usage or seepage of rainwater back to the ground, which is why you have floods. which is why you have deforestation which is why you have landsliding because the water that's coming from the nature does not go back to the nature because of our concrete jungles that's one second because we are whenever we build a building we eliminate the trees around us the bai has to plant trees and every week they go to the parks and remove the top layer of the grass and put another layer of grass just to make sure that for the next month or two the fresh grass stays because the climate is really bad here the wise trying to get the coolness back into the country whereas other people are trying to get the heat into their country by doing the opposite ready for station there are a lot of things that factor to saying that you know construction is not sustainable anything that destroys nature is not sustainable so saying that how much how much how huge the park is or how close it is to you is an idea saying that okay in dubai ashmi i cannot ride a cycle to work one it's really hot two there's no cycle lanes which is not sustainable in the long run three since there are no cycle lanes the roads are really long and any car will come and hit me and i will die right there for the places are not connected to each other enough that i can eliminate the use of a car or a bus mhm 5 because it's a young country that means the construction are still going on and 90% of his land is not used properly it's still a desert and right now all you see of all pictures of the bay will be glass buildings uh, grey buildings and skyscrapers skyscrapers are not sustainable because the higher the building the more you dig in the ground to make the foundation yeah yeah Yeah, right? but um, glass buildings aren't they going to be uh, trapping heat? Yeah, so glass is actually a good material to control heat, but inside the house it doesn't cool it either. Which is why we need to think about construction techniques. Which is why I'm part of the competition I told you about, called Solar Decathlon. Yeah, at least, which is where. Um, out of all the international teams ours is the only indian team there and we have needs to construct a building that is completely sustainable that means it will run on its own it's off the grid off the grid in terms of electricity wow we will not tap we will not tap into the grid to get electricity water supply or ac 
we will get enough energy from our solar panels that we will be able to supply our own thing and actually give back to the grid and i think the uh, this is fully solar power supported yeah we're still working on the details of the construction has to start in the next 3 4 months but you get the gist right we're, we're all working towards finding a way in which construction can become more nature friendly eco friendly and focusing more on climate change in terms of in different in different different scales to be honest yeah So right now one of my friends I think I told you the one in Oxford she's doing sustainable urban planning so trying to pass policies through the UN and through the government on sustainable policies that will make the city more user friendly more eco friendly like just the change of having three bins separate for recycling would make a lot of difference one just for food compost one just for paper one just for glass one just for you know yeah so that's three that's still not there in dubai right now but there are bins every two buildings to give for charity for clothes for books stuff like that you need to have that kind of system back in india which we still don't I mean I don't think it's only India I don't uh, for example over here uh, I've shifted to a new place and we don't have food compost recycling you only have recycling of bottles and glass bottles and all and uh, normal garbage the South Korea as well as Norway has these kinds of methods where people will separate their wastes out so all the food waste will go and recycled in a good way and we put it into manure for plants and you know this kind of thing is really important if the governments don't take the effort and through through us the government will take the effort so that's just why i feel architecture is moving at a really fast pace towards the good part did i interrupt you No no I I was just saying that uh, the only place I have seen proper recycling is Canada and the thing you spoke about I mean I, I've seen it in practice they take the food waste they make manure out of it and in the summer months they put the manure in the trees and I mean you know it because it stinks <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah it does yeah but it's uh, it's good stuff yeah i wanted to ask you about how supportive the government is which i guess you answered uh and yeah i wanted to know i guess what i'm asking is if you had a shopping mall say then do you get your pay um relative to the number proportional to the number of people who come to shop there or do no. you get a fixed pay no i mean the pay always depends on a few things for example the scale of the project if i'm doing a small house or a master plan obviously the pay will differ according to how much i have to design then the pay will depend on part two it will depend on which stage of design i'm doing it till is it just concept stage or is it just competition stage is it just work in drawing stage or am i there till the end of construction stage because what companies do or owners do is they will take my design pay me for it and give my design to someone else who's cheaper and make them continue the rest hmm because it's a very competitive industry even if you you know take out like 500k from your pay a company if it takes out 500k from its pay cheaper than the other one they will obviously the client will be like okay you only continue the work you know yeah and third yeah. will be how much 
time limit is there? I mean, the deadline. How is it close? You want to do it in two years, or you want to do it in two months, or how fast do you need it to be done? For the closer the deadline is, the higher the price because that the higher the manpower and the higher the project management cost. Oh, so it's not like a uniform fixed thing that you do this no. and at the end of it no. you get this much. No, yeah, I mean, actually, what's common in practice is companies bid for the projects. Mm. So the lower your bid, the higher the chance of you getting it. But a lot of reputed companies cannot go lower than a certain range of money because they have to pay their employees. So obviously. It's really, really horrible to say that you know. Oh, come on! The lower the cost, the more the project. Because each company has a standard to live up to. Yeah. Work-wise. Yeah. And also, for it depends on how popular the company is, how many projects they've done. Because then you can trust them more. So obviously, they will ask for more. Yeah. And uh, companies pay a fixed salary, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a freelancer thing, where you get paid dependent on what projects the company gets. No. I see. Sorry hmm. for no, that's my. Okay. Um, I'm sure you're tired. Yeah, I like. Also, by the way, something that uh, interests me. I actually, uh, my father was very fond of these. Uh, you know, national, not National Geographic. Was it National Geographic or Discovery Channel? They had these documentaries about how uh, bridges are constructed. Yeah. It was super fun to watch, and it's it's always very fascinating to think of how, you know, you have the sea, and then someone just makes something over the sea. It's super like cool. Something in the air, something suspended in the air. Oh my god! Wow. Over here we have a bridge connecting Dubai and Abu Dhabi at the end of Dubai, and it's constructed by Zaha Hadid. Hmm. Okay, so architects architects are involved in bridge construction. Yeah. It but... can be anything small like bridges designing. It can be. I told you, right? The scale of the project really depends. Yeah, but I presume you can't have a project without an architect, then. You can, right? You can. Obviously, a project if it's only ID, then only ID people will be involved in it. What's ID? Interior designing. Oh, okay. No, I mean my point is that you couldn't have only civil engineers working no. on a project. If you do, they'll be really boring because they would know how to design. No, they're not taught come on. to design. Mm-hmm. No, they're not taught to design. Yeah, I, I, sure, okay. Because right now, um, my friend, another friend of mine who was freelancing, instead of getting hired by the architecture company, she got hired by the civil engineers themselves, civil engineers slash contractors. So what he does is he asks. Her to go to the client meetings, figure out what the client wants creatively, asks her to make the design as an intern, and he will just find the resources and materials and make. Because you know the connection that you need to have with the creative field. Like, for example, when I was studying and I was talking to a client slash. He himself was a creative director. He was talking to me about Burning Man. Are you aware of Burning Man? No. Burning Man is a festival. It's like Coachella, but in the middle of the des the desert, the desert, desert, desert. In the middle of the desert, there are a lot of cool constructions and 
people come in there's a rave going on and they come in bikes and flights and charter planes all that and they have a hell of a time and there are really cool constructions that were done specifically for that year and then they go back to their own lives so the connection that we need as designers to places like these when the client is talking to us normal people don't because we focus more on the design aspects even when you talk in terms of news you know mhm it's like you talking to your professor or someone in the IIT family about math i might have a little bit of a clue on it but you'll be the main person who can say that okay this is what he means this is the focus of the area study mhm yeah creatively you need that person there yep i guess you guess i didn't convince you enough <laughs> i mean there's nothing for me to be convinced of not i'm not building a building or anything at the most i would want it like a chocolate house design i can do that for you even billy wonka can do that for you and he did it you know Yes, uh, sure. Willy Wonka. You, have you seen the movie? Real. Of course I have. Do you remember that the hood, the palace he made for this Indian prince? Yeah, yeah. And it melted right on him. Oh gosh. Spoiler alert. Really, do you know who uh who is the architect for Taj Mahal? Ustad Ahmad Lahori. Hmm. Interesting. Super. It's a mix of Persian and Mughal architecture styles. Like to know a bit about the difference between different sort of architectures, for example, say Roman architecture and uh, Persian architecture. or mogal architecture i can explain for sure the only thing is for explanation of different style you need to have visuals with you so i think personally i can tell you about all the history and different styles of architecture but for a listener it will be harder to explain without visuals okay well who knows someday we might do a complete series on architecture if you feel like it maybe we should start a youtube channel <laughs> yeah, we can't deal with that much of fame, you know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, thank you so much, Polomi. Now I think I have some sort of idea about what you do and what your work entails. And that's awesome. although you have maybe 5% of an idea of what i do but it's okay sometimes life is unfair <laughs> i have now i understand a lot of the work that you do that's okay maybe one day we can sit and actually tell each other more <laughs> I hope this helped. Was this enough information? Yeah, I understood quite a lot. Like uh I was quite confused about why you kept stressing on things being uh what it is, sustainable, which obviously as a general principle it is good, but I didn't understand what was not sustainable. So now I have some what of an idea. And yeah. I learned a lot. So, yeah. So thank you very much Palme. And the listeners might hear more of you and Sanji for a few days. Absolutely I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Hmm. Yeah. You should look forward to me coming back. <laughs> No, no, I'm kidding. Have a good time, and thank you very much for this. This was a lot of fun. 
and i will see you around yes i hope this helped i hope so i hope it helps anybody but if you guys are confused always feel free to message me and ask me anything completely open to talking to strangers okay as long as you're not a creep <laughs> wow okay that is a completely non threatening <laughs> invitation from polemy <laughs> bye then bye bye